guys. We're back for another episode of All Over the Place. And let me tell you, it's going to be a real hang with them, right? <laughs> we, uh, we got to talk about the Tiger documentary. Sure are. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Number 65 we're putting in the books today. We got to talk about the inauguration. The inauguration. A lot went on this week. We lost some legends. Hank, we did. Hank, Henry Aaron. Henry Aaron passed. Larry King. Man, so much going on. And, I, and Jim, I got to tell you, I, I hesitate to bring this up, but I, I thought I got to talk about this. I got some, some running tights. What? About. I can't wait to get into that. Yeah, I felt very uncomfortable about debuting them. I believe it. <laughs> I hope you're also retiring them after that debut. No, I think I can defend them, defend the running tights. So I don't is, know that you can. This is what happened, dude. I've been trying to still run to, to maintain sanity. And it's been freezing out. Sure. And I don't like running pants. Um, I did have a pair of those. I always felt, so I was just doing shorts. Mm-hmm. And I saw this guy, I was with Josephine, and we were, we had Ralphie on a walk. And I saw this guy running, and he had, like, tights on. Like, I say tights, like, the guys were in the NBA. Sure. Like, under, the, they're like, um... Yeah. Compression they're, pants. Yeah, they're Under Armour. They're, okay. Under so Armour tights. Then he has the Let's shorts over, uh-huh. shorts over the tights. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like when you yeah. wear like a long sleeve shirt and then you put a short sleeve over it. Sure. I did a lot in the 90s. So I'm like, this is a look that I can get with. Uh-huh. I can do that. So didn't make any purchases, but I was at the uh, mall and I uh, ran into Dick Sporting Goods. Potential sponsor, Dick Sporting Goods. <laughs> Home of the Under Armour tights. I saw the word dicks in bright lights, and I thought, I, I, I need tights. <laughs> reminds me. That reminds me. So I went in there. Dude, no, I just saw these things. I'm like, I'm going to give them a go. So then I had them on, and I put the shorts on. I just kind of felt like this is something I would probably make fun of. Yeah. But why? Why? Everyone wears these. I, I show Sarah. She's like, go. No one cares. <laughs> Dude, I got to tell you, I like, I like wearing tights. I, I do. Get this out of your system. <laughs> I, I'm fine with all of it. I just feel like I we're learning see. this in real time that you are. Uh... It's like a superhero kind of feel. It's, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what it is, but I can see why you know, people like wearing the leggings. Okay, first of all. Um, I'm for... recommending them, Jim. You need a pair of tights. I'm going to send just... them to you. Just I sent you your you. Christmas tree, and I'm going to send you some tights now. I can't wait. As someone who does a lot of outdoor exercise, have you tried jeans <laughs> for your outdoor exercising needs? Never? They do have denim tights. Oh, my God. Why? I haven't gotten to that stage yet. Wow. I'm glad you said the shorts over the tights. I think otherwise it's a completely unnecessary uh, an unnecessary show of force by a man to wear just the running <laughs> tights and nothing else. Did, they, did you feel faster? Did they feel like they were keeping your muscles tight like what was the they they do keep you warm yeah it's a good feel incredible like it's a good, and it's a good layer if you're going to uh you know be outside i warm the other day again really to, uh to the boys hockey game oh so not even to perform physical activity just i to, have them on just right to... now jim i have them on i'm just wearing tights right now okay well, like you not podcast to stand up. pants you know, things are going to be different from here on out. And in all live shows, I'm going to be doing, I'm saying right now, in tights, tights and shorts. That's going to be my new look. No more You're a tights up. guy. 
<laughs> just tights and shorts. I love it. Uh, good for you. I think we've uh, we've all grown since this podcast started. We've learned different things about ourselves. And uh, uh, Pat McGann in the middle of this pandemic has just become a tights guy. You remember in Real Genius, they're at the ballet and it's it, all the men, they're, they're in the tights and they got the bulge. And then the girl just <laughs> tiptoes like ballets across the, the line of... <laughs> The line no. of bulges. <laughs> that's an underrated film. I've not seen it. Not real genius. That's top secret. I'm talking top, okay. top secret. Have you have seen that? Seen Bell, Bell Kilmer? No. It's airplane ish. Like kind of just slapstick kind of a lot of gags. Okay. Like a, uh, like a lampooning, like a, like a hot shots or a hot shots part two. Yes. Those are my two examples. Love hot shots. Hot not shots so much part, part two, but hot shots. Really? My favorite is Lloyd Bridges when they're asking him when he, they're going to have like the military exercise in the morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they're like, what time, are you, what time are you doing it? Oh, 600 hours. And he's like, well, get me up at oh, 530. <laughs> That's great. Hot Shots Part Two was my jam, though. I'm uh, disappointed you didn't like that one so much. They're constantly saying on this podcast, you're not a movie guy, but you were in the Hot Shots Part Two. <laughs> my dad took me to see that in the theaters as a kid, and it was like the most exciting thing to me. I love that shit. I definitely saw that one at the theater. <laughs> was that the um, the Robin Hood open? Or the, yes. The, yeah. I do remember that. Uh, back when Charlie Sheen was normal. And that girl, she was in Rain Man. Mm, great call. Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> That's my uh, imitation of the woman in, in Rain Man. That was great. That was kind of the one go-to. I knew dad would take me to see whatever like random parody movie was out. Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Naked Gun. Oh man, all of those just, yeah, that was the, that was our jam. Just whatever dumb slapstick comedy we could find. Is there a recent example of like a slapstick like that? I guess the Wayans Brothers movies are kind of like that, right? Yeah, they did a ton of those. I mean, we had a run for a while where, like, the scary movies, and then they were doing, like, not another teen movie. You know what I mean? They were just, like, parodying genres. One of my favorite comedy scenes in of all time is scare, is it Scary Movie, Chris Elliott, when he's got the bad hand. <laughs> and David Cross. <laughs> yes. Is uh yeah, and they're just the uh, he's like, take my hand. He's like, Oh, <laughs> give me your other hand. My other hand's not strong enough. I love Chris Elliott. I love those movies. So yeah, anyway. solid slapstick. We are all over the place right now, buddy. This is uh this is good. What's going on with you? That's how we how begin. Uh are we let's gonna talk about your um you got come on. So I, uh, I am in the healthcare industry, right? So I, uh, I'm see a lot of patients. Don't qualify it. Just out with it. (laughs) No, but I mean how I was able to get it. So I got my first, uh, vaccination shot this week. I'm very excited. How you were able to get it before my parents. Okay. Come on, tell everybody. Calm down. You tripped. Did you see him? Did you see him there when you cut in line? Hey, hey, Jim. Jim here. County by county decision. (laughs) I can't do anything about that. Um, I am well, I, I waited toward the end of this, uh, to the, you know, the end of the healthcare grouping, but yeah, no, I, um, I got my first vaccination shot this week. So I'm very excited to be on the right path. I, uh, I'm so happy that someone on this podcast got vaccinated. <laughs> finally. <laughs> what was the experience? Uh, really quick, very simple. I mean, the shot itself was a breeze. Um, they were so nice. They were so organized. Um, I just went to my local they, doctor. They and, give you a sucker? Uh, 
They did. They did. They gave me gave me a lollipop. You have to sit there for 15 minutes to make sure there's no immediate side effects after you uh, you get the shot, and then oh, yeah. uh, you just I mean precautionary. I would know. I was going to ask you like to do. Uh, I want to prepare for that. Like have a bit ready. Like to start start shaking. Start bring some. <laughs> bring, bring some foam. I did not. I should have. And then JK. Just kidding. Trying to bring some. It's great. Feels good. <laughs> I saw someone uh, trending yesterday. Fauci ouchie. That's what they're calling it. <laughs> Fauci ouchie? That's what they call the vaccine. It. That's great. Does it hurt? Did you have any uh, effects or? It wasn't like day of was great. About 24 hours later, I actually, I had a, a very minor reaction. Just kind of, I'm just a baby when I'm sick, you know. I had, I had a very brief fever. Um and, really? Um, yeah, and then um, some chills. I just, I'm, I'm the worst at it. There's nothing worse than trying to sleep when <laughs> you're going back and forth between chills and then just too hot. You know what I mean? That sucks. It's just like the dumbest thing, but it's just the I'm just the worst at, at dealing with that. But I gotta say, for 12 hours, it is completely worth it. I'm, so it was I'm only 12 hours. It. Yeah, mine was simple. Well, thank God. Yeah, dude, yeah, because when it started, you probably don't even know when it's going to stop, and that's not a good feeling. But so easy, simple. I'm glad it was done. It's funny. A lot of people say it's the second one that gets them, but uh, I don't think we talked about this. I didn't think we were going to dive into it so quickly. <laughs> but um, I uh, it was my first shot that gave me the reaction, and um, but I had um, I had already started building antibodies. I got COVID back in November, as you know, Patrick. And uh, yeah, we kept that from the listeners. We didn't we think sure they did. were. We didn't think they were ready. We, we weren't hiding anything, right? No, I just wasn't. I, I don't know. I'm pretty private about those things, you know. And I quarantined. I took all the right steps. I um, I made sure that you know uh, everyone who I was in contact with knew um, work knew everything. You know, everything was all safe. But yeah, I didn't feel like making it public at the time. But uh, after going through it, you know, certainly uh, it was going to be be fun to go public with it because you were at my house like the day we tested positive the day after we did our in person. Yeah, that's that as well. I didn't think we're going to talk about that part. But uh, all going to be great podcast material. Brimley's, let me talk to them directly for a second, Jim. Mm -hmm. Brimley's, I every week I've been like, can we talk about it? We got to let everybody know what it's like. We got to share your experience. So we've been holding out, waiting to uh, boost the numbers. And uh, <laughs> it's sweeps week, baby. It's sweeps week. Keep spilling the beans, Jim. Talk about how the vaccine was worse than the actual <laughs> virus. The It was not by any means. But when you're in the moment, you're like, this feels worse than COVID. No, it didn't. It didn't feel anywhere near. And it was such a brief thing. It's just when I'm sick, I'm a baby. But uh, yeah, no, I had a milder experience. I definitely had some symptoms. Um, I definitely, uh, you know, had about a week where uh, I was I was pretty much out of I was just tired all the time, lethargic, stomach, had a, a brief fever again. I've gotten lucky with the fever piece. And you did. And bad. you were still doing episodes then this guy yeah we were just doing i mean i was just doing everything remotely obviously at that point and we had checked with everyone that you couldn't get it from listening to the podcast so we absolutely we felt very good about that we had yep i didn't even i used a wireless microphone so i couldn't even transmit anything to my computer that could go to your ears somehow as listeners so we uh we took every precaution and and checking in with you every day because it was you know when you know someone that has it you're just you know it does rattle you a little bit yeah, you were great. That's the thing, man. The mental. No, I'm fatigue. glad that you just got through it, dude. And thought it was funny when we were texting last week, and you're like, uh, "Yeah, we could talk about it." <laughs> you're like, finally. <laughs> it felt bad that you had that you had uh, 
a reaction to the to the shot, just slight. Yeah, what are you gonna do? It just happens, you know. Um, but the COVID itself, the the mental piece of it is weird because like there are people like you who very nicely like called just to check in, make sure how I was doing, and that was awesome. Talk to you every day. Um, but then you get the people who like suddenly you're their doctor. You know what I mean? Like right. there's people texting you. You're like, I, well, my stomach hurts. Do you think I have it? And it's like, well, I, I'm not there. I'm not your doctor. Also, I'm sick. I'd rather not be, you know, yeah. I think, a, I think a lemon smelled weird today. Has that happened to you? Did you <laughs> matching symptoms to mine? It's like, I get did away you from lose that. Did you lose smell or taste or I didn't lose it entirely. It dulled for a while. Like I, I wouldn't just smell things, but if I like walked up to a bar of soap and was like, this is a bar of soap and I smelled it, I could definitely smell it. You know what I'm saying? So for a while, the sense of smell was definitely dulled, um, which is probably for the best when you're quarantined inside 800 square feet for two weeks, because you're the smell, you know, so (laughs) probably best that I didn't know it at the time. Um, I did announce it unofficially. I announced it by saying that I had watched the Queen's Gambit, which is certainly something that only people with COVID would do. So... (laughs) Anyone who said they watched the Queen's Gambit, you know, uh, definitely had COVID. That's what I figured out during that time. That helped you through it. You just got to the end of the internet at that point. You know what I mean? You're like, I've been home for two straight weeks doing nothing. Fine, I'll watch the chess show. I mean, you've had the full 2020 experience, man. I really did. I, I got my passport stamped and everything. So, but I'm uh, I'm thrilled to be uh, thrilled to be part of you know the the moving forward now by uh, by starting the vaccination yeah, process man. and getting moving. And you already had the antibodies. Now your antibodies have antibodies. <laughs> That's it. I've got like that Mario star, you know. You're, yeah, dude. <laughs> That's good. So did you watch this documentary? So here's the thing. I watched the Tiger documentary. I did not get to watch the Muhammad Ali documentary in its entirety yet because I forget that you're a Ken Burns fan when you start recommending documentaries to me. I really do. I forget that piece of it because like (laughs) these are I'm like, yeah, I can watch both of those in a week. And uh, the Tiger one is approximately 24 hours long. And then the it's like three and a half. Two two parts, right? Yeah, it's like three and a half hours. And then isn't the Muhammad Ali two parts also? Yeah, that's a long one too. And so that's another like four hours. It's just hey, there's no due date, man. You just go at your pace. This is like half of Vietnam. That's how long <laughs> these things are. I mean, this is unbelievable. I love the Tiger documentary. I think it was great. I um I learned so much. I didn't know like I knew his dad was kind of pushing him, but I didn't know, you know, where he's like, my son's going to change the course of humanity. Like <laughs> what did you learn that you didn't already know? Um, I learned that, you know, how they use the expression tiger moms, you know, for like helicopter parents, they should call it yeah. tiger's dad is what they should call it. <laughs> Cause that dude is way worse. Um, I, yeah, I he was like trained him like to be an assassin. How about yeah. his story that he would go like behind enemy lines? Unbelievable. With explosives. What? <laughs> The things I didn't know were like what caused his knee injury by doing all that stuff, you know, after his dad died by going and doing all that type of training. Um, yeah. I didn't know the Perkins waitress's name. You know, there are little <laughs> parts of the story that you really put together. You know, I didn't know how Rachel Yucatal was doing now. I mean, those are the things that this just added to the puzzle. The avalanche that and, and to, yeah, the backstory on it almost fell apart before. Yeah. Because they had him. Um, like uh, the National Choir had something going on. And yeah, kind of bananas how it all fell apart and so quickly. Well, in the it way. Kind of it had to reopen everything for the wife, which you kind of feel bad about. 
terrible for Elon and those kids. Yeah, sure. Everyone knows the whole story. I mean, those kids have to go to school now with everyone seeing that story, you know? Yeah. Um, but what's crazy is I didn't realize that had that whole ambient evening of, you know, happened, like none of this would ever really broken that way, right? Like because the Inquirer story had been out and no one was really paying attention to it because it's a National Inquirer story. Right. So, and there was a, how about the deal that they made too? Like I'll, he did the, the photo shoot for the magazine to bury the one, the one story. Crazy. I mean, just uh, catch and kill. You hear that term in like news, but I didn't, I've never seen it like in play like that. Right. Yeah. It's a great example of it. That first episode when they talk about, you know, just growing up and how the dad had like the RV, they'd be like, you know, chipping shots and working the putting green and then dad's in the RV with cocktails and women. It's unbelievable. What the hell? That dude who told the stories about his dad was like, that dude just like ratted himself out for no reason. Did you catch all that? Like this guy just yeah. admitted to be a scumbag. And he's just like, like, and what happened? He's like, oh hell, he's going to hate this shit. <laughs> he's just like, well, Tiger's dad and I both got a lot of ass. Like, what are you, like, okay. uh, why are you, yeah. why are you making yourself part? He's like, I'm so sorry, but he's, we uh, were both yeah. very popular with the ladies. <laughs> he's not going to like this. He's not, not going to like hearing how much of a scumbag I was. <laughs> it's like, why are you telling us this? It was just and then a, he says, though, that he was so, you know, had so much influence on this young kid. Yeah. And that's the example he was leaving. Yeah. Yeah, which is uh, obviously awful. It just the felt campers, like... campers rocking. <laughs> Keep working on your chip shot. <laughs> Tiger, come on over here. I want you to hit this, hit this driver until the camper stops moving. <laughs> That's how the kid got so good because his dad and I banged a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, I mean, you realize like the the shifts up and down, you know, in that documentary are just so severe. He's on top of the world. He's taken down. And then everyone loves a comeback story, you know. But then there's like that DUI period that forgot all about. That's just like, you know, he should retire. He's got bigger. And it's just you don't realize everything that went into this, the amount of pressure, like not making excuses for a guy who did some awful things, obviously. But you just see the flawed nature of being human. Right. And, and how what you portray versus what's real can be very, very different. Yeah. He was just uh, a robot. And I love the footage uh, f- that the uh, high school girlfriend had oh of him, like being normal. I mean, he's just like a total dork. Dancing like, this guy, this, I mean, you'd be like, who wants to hang out with this guy? Really? But then he's got, he's the best athlete, best golfer in the, I mean, that was, that was always the debate. Are golfers athletes? I mean, <laughs> they'd always bring up the same guy too. Remember um, Craig Stadler? Craig Stadler, absolutely. <laughs> he was always the example. Just, yep. Mm-hmm. That guy's not an athlete. Really? Yep. Golfers are athletes? Look at this. I mean, poor yep. Craig Stadler. It's <laughs> like, like, oh, come on. Can I, just, can I just be super good at this and fat? And have a mustache? <laughs> Why are you guys talking about? Oh, are you doing the thing again? Okay, come on. We're athletes, okay? Are they athletes? And there's just a a PowerPoint. Craig Stadler, Colin Montgomery's band tits. John Daly. John Daly. Just smoking a cigarette. Are they athletes? (laughs) 
the senior tour, just like an 85 year old out there. I think Tiger just showed how much further you could go if you were disciplined <laughs> and athletic. And I mean, he was like an assassin. Yeah, he absolutely was. And then he eventually assassinated more or less the relationship <laughs> with the high school girlfriend with yeah. that, that letter she saved. Oh my God. <laughs> my parents like... and I do not want to speak with you or you. Like it was like a business agreement being severed. It was just like, and put it on her. You've, you've manipulated our relationship. You like psycho mm-hmm. just created a whole conspiracy. <laughs> you made and me play put... that air saxophone. <laughs> yeah. You, you videotaped me, videotape me making me look like a dork. <laughs> You forced me to come home a day early from college without telling my parents so we could hook up. You're not allowed in the camper anymore. I love that also these are all of the, not in the camper anymore. I love that these are all of the, because uh, no one in there is ever speaking to Tiger Woods again, right? No one in this documentary is ever going to get a return phone call from Tiger at this point. It sounds like he probably cut all these people out and it's all coming back yeah. like the... Because he was like uh, Stevie with the the caddy, right? Yeah. He wanted to be. He was like, I get it, but you know, you just cut me out of your life entirely. Like, after, like, I've never talked to him again after he was the best man at my wedding because I cared for someone else. <laughs> did he get a letter? It'd be great too. Here's my letter. <laughs> me and my family do not want to talk to you and your family anymore. <laughs> I talked to my parents, and we agreed <laughs> that you used me. Carrying my bag all the time, <laughs> handing me clubs. I hope he still breaks up with people that way. Dear Lindsey Vaughn, <laughs> Tiger Woods LLC does not want to speak with Vaughn Enterprises any further. Dear hostess at Perkins, <laughs> I'm sorry I never learned your name. Maybe I would have if you didn't manipulate me and use me to your advantage. <laughs> you also are not allowed in the camper. <laughs> He pretty much had, you saw the footage. He like pulls up in the SUV to meet the one of them behind like a dumpster. Mm -hmm. Perkins. He's he's, that's his camper. They picked up (laughs) the inquirer. I I don't know how people don't consider them real journalists because this dude picked up her tampon. Oh, that she threw out the car window. (laughs) Right. Jim. Yeah. That's the detail you have to. Okay. I'm sorry. Her. So is this part of what, what did you learn that you didn't already know? I didn't know that the guy from the Inquirer picked up a feminine product. <laughs> this is like Columbo type of shit. Like, it was. Just one more thing. And he pulls out a baggie. <laughs> Do you recognize this? No, put it away. Did Tiger have to give a letter to the editor of the Inquirer? <laughs> dear, dear National Inquirer Review Board. You know who... Um, they did mention though, and, and you hear this too, is uh, the influence that like Michael Jordan and Barkley had on him when he was yeah. hanging out with them. That it was all like just insane. But being like Michael watching this documentary, and then all of a sudden seeing a casino host who's like, "Yeah, he was just getting girls with Jordan and Barkley." You're like, "What? You gotta throw me into this?" Yeah, I wonder if like that was why he started dissing himself from both of them. Because he, I don't think he has much of a relationship with either anymore, does he? I think you're right. Barkley and Jordan had a falling out, I know for sure. I didn't know about Tiger the same way. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, Jordan's uh, got to take care of me, number one. Right. Type of guy. Jordan's, Jordan's always been savage. He doesn't write letters like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's no paper trail. 
he just he would just fade. Hey, why, why, Tiger, what, you wrote her a letter. What? You just just disappear. It wouldn't be a yeah. surprise if that letter was like in one handwriting and then his signature was in another. I talked to my parents and they're appalled at the amount of times you've given me hand jobs. <laughs> it's unacceptable the way you manipulate me and make me go into the camper. I don't want to spend the rest of my life behind restaurants in alleys. Oh, that's great. <laughs> So anyways, really looking forward to the Muhammad Ali documentary to really, <laughs> that's next on the list. Is it similar? It's different. No, it's completely different. I'm sure, yeah. Gosh, Ali, man. Yeah, just check that out. We should, we should talk about it. Now that I'm a movie guy. The Tiger thing is, just to put a bow on it, is really revealing what it takes, how hard he worked. I mean, he was a messed up dude. Uh, but like you said, the like comeback and... Just his um, his focus, kind of incredible. Those yeah. those parts of it, but yeah, just a complicated dude, screwed up dude. Yeah, everyone's screwed be. up. That's what we. If we don't all know that now. <laughs> we gotta stop. Stop <laughs> thinking the good in people. Yeah, we gotta take away. You know what I, I love this week was the um, not to like switch right into the inauguration. Let's go. They had the inauguration. Amanda Gorman's poem, I thought was like. Wow, this this is these words are powerful. Mm-hmm. I was watching that with the the kids. The kids were home that day because Josephine got sick the night before, and I, we had just seen a piece on her like last week. I had never heard of Amanda Gorman before. I had not either. And they did like a piece on her on the PBS NewsHour, and then uh, you know we knew she was coming out to do this poem, and it was really something. And a kind of a combination of our old podcast, Jim. It was a little bit of a hip hop theme in there. A little bit of a vibe, right? And, and a presidential. presidential. And I was like, wow, our worlds are colliding. Amanda Gorman personifies the All Over the Place podcast right there. A little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. This is, this is where we intersect. <laughs> and finally, hip-hop and presidents coming together. That girl is 22 years old. Unbelievable. Harvard grad, I believe. Is that correct? I don't know. But as she says, she wants to be president. And um, I would not be surprised. 2036 is her first year eligible. Like she's focused on it. She's speaking it to truth. So it's funny to, uh, to see that. Right. Imagine debating her. She would just fillet. She would roast you. You know what I mean? Like whoever she's debating is in trouble. Yeah. She's got a uh, master of the language. Absolutely. I I thought the poem was awesome. I thought it was like a great moment. I just thought it was a good message the whole day it's like yeah we do all need to come together let's go let's go really good stuff um calm easy which was great it felt nice it's like that's it okay it felt great yeah it was nice that everything went as smoothly as it could go absolutely and showed that everything does work democracy prevailed just it was a week before two weeks before all that nonsense kind of crazy um to see the uh, inauguration was cool. Culmination of a uh, very long election cycle. I don't think the time between election and inauguration has ever felt so long for right. just a cacophony of reasons, right? Right. And uh, one of those would be, what the hell did you just say? Cacophony? <laughs> Solid word. Is it not? <laughs> Is it right here? I don't know. I think you used it correctly, but uh, we do have to make fun of it. Who the hell Absolutely. do you think you are? Using- no clue. 
when did you, when did your vocabulary get it? Is that a side effect of the vaccine shot? It might be. I might be smarter now. I didn't even think I had that in me. Cacophony. I didn't know where that came from. I didn't expect to say that today. Dude, that'd be a great side effect of the what? <laughs> you got a, you got your first shot. Any any side effects? I'm using much bigger words now. <laughs> this is great. Super productive. Did you say superfluous earlier? I can't even say that word. Superfluous. No, I certainly didn't. Superfluous? Oh, I thought, yeah, I did that's not. another good one. I thought I heard you say that earlier. I said hand jobs when we were talking about it. Tiger and the camper. No, that was the one. You know what? That's definitely the one. That's the one I heard. I was, uh, I was incorrect there. And there are certain things that I will say on this podcast that I think, you know, I have family that listens to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just got to let it fly, Jim. I mean, sometimes you just got to talk about an HJ. I'm with you. I, uh, and, guess, and I do know my parents listen because my dad sent uh, some freezy freakies, which is the correct term. They're actually called freezy freakies. I call them freaky freezies, the gloves. The gloves. We just talked about those, what, last Absolutely. week? Absolutely. And then, boom, they, they do exist. And I thought it was a very thoughtful gift. So I got to thank, uh, thank my parents, the freezy freakies. What a fantastic the, transition the, from hand jobs to the <laughs> The technology still does work. They do get... They do change colors. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, the kids have been playing hockey, right? Yeah, still going to games. Yeah, we went to uh, a game this afternoon. It was a great game. Four to three, they lost. Okay, yeah, they're still getting out there. That's awesome. Are they uh, are they scoring any points? Are they playing defense? What's their what's their role on the squad? They're running around, Jim. They don't okay. really know the rules yet. <laughs> they're sure. running around, and I'm saying, get in there. Mix it up. <laughs> they're, Just, they're sometimes they're offsides, Jim. Sometimes okay. they're not, but they're learning. They're getting in there. They're mixing it up. Just get out there and go hockey. Because they had no, they've never played hockey before, so they're really just learning. But they're um, they're taking to it. How do these decisions get made? Is it like, hey, I really want to play hockey. Hey, do you boys want to do this? Hey, this is across the street. This one was, um, yeah, their buddies. They were playing in the street with a lot, and they told us about the league, and it was um, kind of everything we were looking for: something to do mm-hmm. out, outdoors, and you know they were they were game. Okay. So it's been it's been fun. How long is the season? You doing a full eighty-two games? They do. I think it's like almost twenty, thirty games, twenty-five wow. games. They go till like Valentine's Day. This okay. this week might get wiped out though. We got some snow coming, Jim. Yeah, we do. We got a uh, half a foot tomorrow. I heard right. I'm ready for some of that, dude. I want to get some snow. We went sledding on some uh, snow and grass. I mean, we were. <laughs> Air bones it, was in it? The, it was the morning of that of the inauguration because they were all home mm-hmm. and Joseph was feeling a lot better and i'm like let's go to the hill there's a pretty decent hill and we were sledding but it was the one sled just shredded underneath me when i went down <laughs> i was telling luke it was like the you know that when the braces are coming off forrest gump's legs <laughs> as he's <laughs> as he's running it literally, literally this thing was shredding as we're going just <laughs> pieces flying and i'm like let's fly, let's we're going dude oh that's great and um so once we get some real fresh powder out there dude we'll really go at a boy yeah we, we need some snow one good snow and get it out of the way, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, I don't right. need this snowing all the time. Should I? Is it tomorrow we're supposed to get? Monday? Yeah. I don't want a bunch of storms. And I don't want this shit going until March either. No. Mm-hmm. But, but I can accept a, a snowstorm. And What's we the, know it's uh, coming, right? That's it. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this, because I'm in a complex where there's a ton of cars, obviously, um, 
be in the you know condo complex. Um, one of the things that is rampant around here is popping up your uh, your windshield wipers when there's any threat of snow. Now, oh, yeah. for tomorrow, six inches of snow, I will absolutely pop my windshield wipers up. I don't like the fact that it's becoming a normal practice to everyone around here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I, do you do that? Are you uh, do you pop them up? I really don't. I never really have, and I've gotten through a lot of winters. Okay, I mean, so you've survived I guess this it, whole time. I guess it can help. Yeah, it does help. If you think to do it, I guess do it, right? I, I just want to start doing it like in the summer and just see, because I feel like one guy <laughs> in the complex does it and then other people see it and they're like, oh, that's a good idea. And so everyone just starts doing it, you know? I'm just going to do like mid-July one day just to see how many people check their weather app. I know. I wonder how much is it. Does it make a huge difference, do you think? I think it's just uh, that they can't get frozen to the... Uh, to the yeah. windshield, right? Which for right. a lazy person like myself, who before I ever wipe anything off, tries the windshield wipers first, <laughs> I could certainly see an advantage. Like I just never think of it, you know, and I never know. I don't look at the weather apps, but I don't, I don't see what tomorrow is going to bring. You know what I mean? I just, I look at it that morning and go, what did do I, I just I wear break now? the news to you that there's, that there is a snowstorm coming or did you know that this was on its way? I knew earlier because I, uh, I had talked to my colleague of mine uh, who is Canadian. Um, so I had to convert it from centimeters over to inches uh, to figure out how much snow we were actually getting. <laughs> Seriously? Like, yeah, he was like, we're getting about 15 centimeters. I was like, where? In Quebec? He's like, no, here in Naperville. I'm like, then use our system, but whatever. Yeah, oh, that's so I had funny. To, I had to convert it over um, from, uh, from metric to, uh, to inches. So I knew it was about six inches. Yeah, it's common, dude. I learned a weird thing as well. Um, this is a crazy thing I learned about Canada recently. Um, do you know Canada has a half time zone? Have we talked about this? A half time zone? Yeah. No. I don't so, think so, like, instead of just, uh, you know, how. Oh, it's like a 30 minute difference? Yeah. Really? So, Newfoundland uh, is, so it's like Eastern plus 30. So, whenever we see on TV, it'd be, you know, it's like yeah. 8, 7 Central. There, it'd be like, you know, Eight seven central eight thirty for the weirdos. Like I, had, I didn't yeah, know that. I think that's so crazy. Like I don't, I don't understand why you'd want to break things down to that point of being like, right. should we call it's ten? Well, it's it's nine thirty there. It's not so late. Is Newfoundland East? Yeah, it's it's. The is that east where New is, Brunswick is? I would have to think so. So that's that was wiped out by that's something that I was excited about. We were going to go there in May. Sebastian had shows in New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. Really. And, I never. Have you been? I've never no, been I've never been to Canada. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I want a to. show with uh, some Canadians around this corporate thing I was doing the other day, and I was talking to them and saying how I, I miss making fun of your country. That those <laughs> those days are over. <laughs> Remember that when we can make fun of Canada? <laughs> now it's like okay. <sighs> you guys, you guys accepted any new people? <laughs> yeah. The. Um, I do want to get up there, though. I hear it's beautiful. I've always, uh, yeah, it's somewhere I, I always want to spend some time. Is that where the nine eleven story is? Yep. That was New Brunswick? Newfoundland. Like Newfoundland? I don't know anything more specific than that. What's the difference over there? There's a lot of New, New England, New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. New- the difference is about half an hour. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> a lot of news. These people were so creative, weren't they? Hey, that whole East oh, Coast. Yeah? Remember England? This is New England. You guys remember York? Is... <laughs> yeah. You guys remember that shithole Jersey? <laughs> well, this, this shithole's New Jersey. I'm just kidding to any Jersey people out there. That's all they had when they came over here? 
Yeah, they weren't the most. What should we name this? Hampshire? Remember, this is the new. <laughs> to, tell your friends. This isn't that Indian thing you, I can't pronounce. This is the New Hampshire. Tell everybody. New Brunswick is a province. What do you call this place? <laughs> I can't fucking say that. Not anymore. We might change some names to that later on after we sort some shit out. This is the New York. You know, you might just realized Nova Scotia means New Scotland. <laughs> Does that it? One they just didn't, yeah, that one they just did in French. <laughs> I should have done that with some of those places. Nova Scotia is New Scotland, huh? Look yeah. at that. Just dropping just, knowledge. Just teaching people thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> now you know two words in French that you had no idea. You know how to say what new and say Scotland. You're welcome. <laughs> Do you ever think that they can make that a song? You know there's a song, You're Welcome? On the no. Moana. The Rock. The Rock has a, uh, has a song. That's how talented you can make someone. That The Rock has a, has a you can song. <laughs> and was it like a hit song too? Yes, I think he got nominated for an Oscar. Did he win it? I don't think so. If he, if The Rock won an Oscar for singing, I feel like he got. Um, I feel like he's on his way to one of those egots or something. Maybe it was just the nominations, though. Much like Tiger, he was influenced by his father. He was his dad was a wrestler before he was a wrestler. He sure was the great Rocky Maivia. No camper though. That was no a big camper difference. Whatsoever. It was. <laughs> that's a dude who yeah thir- i mean some people are just born to be famous right this guy was like he was miami hurricane and he was like football doesn't work out fine i'll just do pro wrestling for a while and then i'll leave that to become the highest paid actor on the planet dude i read the rocks biography i gotta say when i was uh living with my buddies and we were watching wrestling uh-huh i, I got his biography and that he wrote you know, it's like wrestling total, biography. Like, it was like fanboy. Like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, he wasn't. Oh, yeah. He wasn't <laughs> not like now. He was not the. It was like that's where I first heard his name was Dwayne Johnson. No uh-huh. one really knew his name was Dwayne Johnson at the time. I think I was reading this. That's funny. I mean, I, people did, but you know, what I'm saying sure. he wasn't as famous as he is now. But like, he was famous as a pro wrestler. But like, right. a pro wrestler who brought it to the mainstream was Steve Austin. Like during that era, I mean. Yeah. I, when you made fun of me for WrestleMania last year, listeners reached out and were like, I used to watch The Rock and, you know, oh, for like, sure. all, yeah. of our, all kinds of Brimleys reached out, all kinds of different demos. But he the- was, he was relentless. Yeah. First, first he succeeded in football. Yeah. And like, took that as far as he could take it. Like, he's just not to be denied, that dude. You have to have that combination of talent and drive and to right. just hit the, like, that's when you look at someone like Tiger or him, I mean, whew. Good on him, you know, because yeah. I give up. So I, I'm like, oh, I'll never have to deal with that right? because I'm never going to get to that level. Because <laughs> I lay down after I got my Fauci out. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm going to cut this short soon. <laughs> <Fauci> <laughs> oh, man, no, I'm so glad you got that. When's, when's the second one? Can we do a okay. remote? Four we, weeks. You want to do it? Yeah, I'm going to meet you there. We'll, we'll record it. I, uh, let's go ahead. I, uh, I didn't want to be one of those people who I'm sure they're so tired of selfies at this point. If, if my internet feed is any, uh, indication of how many of those requests they've gotten over the past few weeks, getting pricked on camera. Now <laughs> you got to post yours now. I, I didn't have, take any selfies. Voice. Come on. Why? I feel weird. I feel weird even talking about it here. We'll see how much of this makes it. <laughs>
<laughs> well, you are control. control <laughs> Listen, the podcast this week was 11 minutes long. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. Real quick, before we, uh, before we go too much further, I do want to mention we do have a review. Uh, I meant to do this off the top, but, uh, you know, we're all over the place, Patrick. Um, this is from Izzy BVB. Are you kidding me? Love this podcast. <laughs> it's a little scary off the top titled. Are you kidding me? Love this podcast and just found out Pat is involved with Markland's top hat ball. Oh, that's very cool, dude. I work at Markland and I'm so happy you are involved. It's a fantastic organization. Thank you for doing this. Karen B. Oh, that's Karen, awesome. Thank you for uh, listening and a nice review. Pat, uh, Markland, uh, that's where I grew up, Western suburbs. I'm, uh, I'm a little bit familiar with their work. It's a cool organization. That's awesome. You're doing some stuff for them. Yeah, they do a lot of uh, great stuff. They work with children and adults that have like significant disabilities. Mm-hmm. And um, they're having this gala. I think the Wahlbergs are involved, Jenny McCarthy. Ah. And it's, uh, it's a great fundraiser. It's December, or not December, it's February 6th. <laughs> oh, that's I don't cool. Know the date is ever. No, it's February 6th. Uh, I recorded my part already. Fun with it, yeah. I'm doing some additional things, but I did some uh, some stand up virtually for some of the residents. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. <laughs> had some hecklers. Had some oh, hecklers yeah? I had to deal with, but <laughs> no, it was fun. That had to be a good time. Oh, that's awesome, man. Good. Yeah, I grew up in uh, like I said, the western suburbs, and I uh, know they've done a lot of good work throughout that area. I'm familiar with the organization, so that's great. I love that those things are colliding. That a listener saw me and she works there and yeah that's fun small world my friend um real quick uh i feel terrible saying anything after humanitarian pat over there but i want to say i did oh yeah a, you uh, did your um <laughs> yeah Zanies, the, uh, sure the stream. how was the, the live stream it was fun it was different thank you to uh, i heard from some listeners some brimleys who were uh who were on the stream last night so i want to say thanks to everyone who attended and listened to that over the weekend um it was fun it was different there was like uh so calvin evans produced it um had some you know chicago comics joey v calvin uh erica nicole clark and dario durham great but like it uh it's weird because you're in an empty comedy club. Like the last time I was at Rosemont was a much different situation, right? The week before the pandemic, I recorded there. So yeah. it went from, you know, it, the, now there were, were like no seats open then. And now there were just no seats. Like it just was nothing in the room. So right. it was just, you know, no audience there. I kept saying I, uh, I felt like I was hosting the soup. You know, because you're doing like stand up to four people in the audience. But um, so there was a VIP ticket on Zoom that you could get that. It was like uh, just like this. We were on and Zoom could you call. see people? You, oh, so, so there you was a see screen them? facing you. You could see the Zoom, the VIPs, which is like, you know, 16 cameras. But it's also far away. And uh, you can't really, unless you're just like staring at them, you can't get a good view of everything from the stage, you know? Sure. Um, and then it, the rest of it, like there was a $10 ticket just to, out to a YouTube channel. So you could just watch the event that way, but you didn't have the interactive piece of it where we could talk to you. And then uh, afterwards for the Zoom, we like just kind of sat with Calvin, did some interviews and stuff. So it was cool. It was different. Um, it was fun to do a set, but I was, uh, you know, I, I got a lot of feedback from people. So I just want to say thanks for uh, to everyone who was on because, uh, yeah, I didn't expect so many people to uh, to jump on. Uh, so it was cool to see. That's awesome, dude. Is Zany's doing that again? Are they doing any more of those? I think, uh, yeah, Calvin's running one once a month. They do one on New Year's then this month, and then I think they have one in February with a couple of our buds on there as well. Um, and uh, so it should be good for them. You know, I think it's just nice to get something going uh, at yeah, right. these clubs. It was nice to hold a microphone in my hand again. 
like yeah. to take a microphone out of the stand to have my arm on the standing. Stand. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, doing stand up the way it's meant to be in front of we're four people. To, you know? Hang with comics too. <laughs> we wanted to talk to some comics and get we weren't like hanging in the green room and we were all kind of, we were all spread out as much as we could, but. Were you in there swinging everything around, swinging it around with your antibodies, swinging just those just antibodies around? Showing just, my Vax card. Well, I'm 50% there. right now, but it's okay. I'll get more. <laughs> just kissing everyone? No, licking, I was. Uh, licking the microphone? Hey, I'm good. Nope. In, out, sat by myself the whole time in the middle. Um, yeah, but it was uh, it was good to see everyone. It's still, you know, your comics. So right after your set, you're like, oh, I should have done this. All right. You know, like you, you tell people, you know, you're talking about your jokes or I thought this would have gone better. That went pretty well. Like, so it was just kind of fun to feel that again, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Just being in a comedy club has got to feel good. Yeah, it felt nice to do something. It felt different, though. Uh, I miss our buddy Dan, who wasn't there, but uh, it uh, it felt different, but it was good to be out there. Yeah, that sucks. All right. Anything else you got you want to plug or anything? Uh, I have that Markland event coming up. And what else do I have? I don't even know what's going on, Jim. I know that no we're going to find out who's in the Super Bowl tonight. That's we are. Can I mention one more thing? Uh, yeah, you for were, sure. I mean, it's not even mine, but since we're doing plugs, along with that Markland event, your special comes out this week on Peacock. Is that correct? That's right, Jim. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, the 28th, I believe. I'm hoping I get some uh, more info on that to post. But, yeah, it'll be out there on, on Peacock. That's exciting. So anyone who has the Peacock Network, definitely check it out if you haven't already. If you have, check it out again. Uh, when's mom going to be home? Recorded at the Vic in late 2019. It was great memory, Jim. Remember those days when we could, when we were stand-up comedians? Oh man, it's been a show. while in front of real audiences. Oh man, it's coming back. It One is. day again, my friend. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Just want to remind everybody to download. So, dude, also, hang on a second. Just remembering, I think we teased a couple things we didn't get to. Uh, that might have happened. Henry Aaron. Ah, and Larry like, King. Yes. R.I.P. I know there'll still be dead next week, but we should talk about it because we teased it. We really and, did. Uh, some legends, man. Absolutely. Um, Larry King, obviously, uh, uh, that Seinfeld clip went viral again recently, and now it's uh, it's back. Did you see the Larry King Seinfeld clip? Yes. Yeah, we had to remind him how, how big he was. <laughs> I mean, though, he's just like, did you get canceled or did your show end on its own? I was like, are you kidding me? It's the biggest ending in television history. Have you went out number one? Yeah, I mean, and and the most it was seventy-seven million people viewed it. Like, how would yeah. you not know if I got canceled? It's hilarious. I mean, that dude just didn't give a shit. Sometimes um, it did kind of um, it did kind of make you wonder, like, what is Larry King thinking? Like, he's was he just off his game that night? Because he's known to be, you know, the best interviewer or one of the best wasn't he absolutely an incredible interviewer um and <laughs> but yeah maybe not keeping up as much in the late 90s as he, he should have been at that point in time but taking calls from everywhere too remember boise idaho you're hello <laughs> did you have Cheyenne, wyoming hello that's, i don't know if that's what he sounded like but he would say hey whatever city just think of a random city. It's always funny when it, whenever you do. Norm McDonald used to do a great Larry King on SNL, you know, and he'd just be like, Tupelo, Mississippi, hello. <laughs> <laughs> he'd 
speak like in the middle of making a different point or, or just doing the thing where he turns and says things really quickly. And then like Washington DC. Hello. I'm, uh, I'm Ohio. You're on the line. <laughs> Peru. Let's go to Peru. Not the real one. He was still doing shows recently. Um, Sebastian was actually on with Larry King within the really? last, within the last couple of years. That's incredible. Was he just doing like a podcast? No, he's still doing an interview show that was syndicated. And um, yeah, he was still like a sharp guy. And I guess known to be a funny guy, Larry King. He had a, um, I was reading that he was, um, he had a flip phone. He did not have an iPhone and thought that everybody was addicted to their phone. I mean, he was right. And had a system for Twitter. He would call into a voicemail and say what he wanted to say. Then they put it into, you know, his voice to fit for Twitter. He had like 2 million followers, <laughs> but he wasn't tweeting himself. Right. I mean, okay. he was, he had a flip phone. That's incredible. Yeah. It's a good move. By, First uh, of all, where do you even find a voicemail to call into? I mean, that's right. Yeah. It still seems like extra steps at this point in time still, but I guess if all you've got is a flip phone, Oh, that's great. Yeah. He was great. He was around forever. I mean, I just remember him being on CNN and I was thinking there he is. There he is. The, the cable guy hippo. That's my, um, that's my tribute. That's my hot dog. The cable guy hippo is beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful. I just picture the suspenders and the, the, the shoulders, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. He died of COVID, I think. Was it really? Yeah, he went in. Well, they didn't say cause of death, but he went into the hospital with COVID. Oh, that's a bummer. Unless, like, his bed fell out the window. Like he was, yeah, he was in the hospital with COVID, but do you remember Naked Gun when OJ Simpson, like his bed, he just, boop, that happened to him right out, right against the wall. <laughs> oh, that's great. And that was the end of the Cable Guy Hippo. <laughs> cable Guy Hippo, RIP. <laughs> and Hammer and Hank, Henry Aaron, the eighth go bra. <laughs> the eighth go bra. Uh, yeah, that is, uh, had nowhere that's to go good. there. Uh, the eighth Brakovich. <laughs> You're quick with that one. I like it. Um, perhaps behind Jackie Robinson, maybe the most important baseball player. I mean, certainly one who who went through the most next to Jackie. And was so, like, treated so poorly because of the racism and yeah. the stigma with breaking, you know, Babe Ruth's record. And, I mean, just what he went through, what he accomplished – in that climate, just insanity, right? I mean, I was, I've been watching a lot of these tributes and stories about him. Sure. He overcame so much. and But then just to talk about his ability, they say if you take away his home runs, take away 755 home runs, he still has 3,000 hits. Absolutely. Like 3,700. I mean, not even, you know, just squeaking over 3K. Oh, I'm sorry. You're saying it, if those home you runs t- weren't hits at all. Yeah, you just That's take incredible. He still wow. had three. Yeah, he was um, one of the best baseball players of all time. Yeah. And, you know, the home run record now is Barry Bonds, and everyone thinks that he cheated. Everyone mm-hmm. knows that he cheated. It's funny to think that to think that there were so many people that were like, oh, Babe Ruth's the real home run king. It's like, in the end, here we are saying that Henry Aaron is really the, the real home run king. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's incredible what he was able to accomplish again with all of that um this is interesting because uh, now you know they are like counting negro league records right in mlb did you see that like they're yeah. counting it as like a major league i don't know how long he played or anything but um 
he played one year in the Negro Leagues in 1952 before coming to MLB. Did he really? I wonder if, uh, I really wonder how many home runs he hit there. Where was he from, Henry Aaron? I know he came up um, with Milwaukee, and that's where he started his career, right, with the Braves. Then they moved to Atlanta. Yeah, so he was born in uh, Mobile, Alabama. Mobile, Alabama. Go ahead. You're on the phone. <laughs> Who is this? The eighth. The eighth go bra. Go ahead. Ridiculous. I heard he did not like being called Hank. He did not enjoy being called Hank. He wanted really. To He's Henry Aaron. I don't know. That's what I uh, have heard the last couple of days. Okay. Well, then I'll go with uh, Henry. Oh, now you care. I guess so. I mean, if he cares, <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't doing it like to his face, knowing he hated it. I just was like, why are we only hearing that now that he's dead? I know. Like, <laughs> maybe we should have told everyone earlier <laughs> when they were saying it to his face. Yeah, that would have been a good time for it. <laughs> I hear that his um, autobiography, Hammer and Hank, or I, I had a hammer. Maybe it's called I Had a Hammer. I was going to say, if he, if he named his biography Hammer and Hank and he hated it, I'd be pissed <laughs> off. Like, fuck, no, you can't do that now. Hey, great point. The hammer comes, but I guess it comes with Hank. By the way, how do you get Hank out of Henry? There's a lot of those that I've never really understood. Oh, yeah. You know? How do you get Peg out of Margaret? Yeah, Peggy and Margaret. That's, that was actually the one I was going to mention. Jim out of James. Okay, that one makes a lot of sense to me. You just it makes no sense. You Your name's a, a fraud. All oh, right, change it. That's not it at all. I had a hammer. The Hank Aaron story is what it was called then. So, I mean, maybe he didn't like it, but he signed things. Hank Aaron. It looks like. Yeah. Okay. So then, mixed signals here, right? So, so yeah. why am I reading that? I, I mean, great question. Why are you reading that? But either yeah. way, uh, R.I.P. to Henry. Um, R.I.P. to Larry King, uh, 86 and 87 years old. I mean, that's incredible life. Yeah, that's a, that's a great stretch. And they left their mark. Hey, here we are talking about them on all over the place. That's how, you know, it's pretty big. If you get, you get a mention on here, you Uh, must've done some cool stuff. Must be pretty good. (laughs) All right, buddy. Well, I'm looking forward to gathering next week and uh, I'm glad we did go back and because we're pretty much known for not doing what we are say we're going to do. So I'm glad we did. Good correction. So, all right, man, have a good week. All right. You too, buddy. Bram Lace. Be well. We'll see you.